Imagine that. Dodged the bullet there. Fucking Owen Kaisley. Arthur and Kaisley that plays cricket. Ribblesdale Warriors tees compared to the, the Fergus Lee tees? Yeah, um, not great. I went down and uh, I actually kicked up a bit of a fuss and we managed to get them changed. But uh, yeah, it was just, I think we went down and it, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't good enough. Like we were, we, we'd just come off fielding. Like, I remember it was one of the days early last year, a Saturday, and it was roasting. It was like 27, 28 degrees. Um, and I think we we bowled first, so we were out in the field all day, and then we came in, and there was like some buttered sandwiches and some penguin biscuits, and we were expected to go out and chase like chase I don't know two hundred to ten or something, and we just for me personally, I just wasn't wasn't ready to do that. I think maybe maybe I've been lucky that I've been used to growing a bit familiar with getting good teas and getting treated well wherever I go. Um, and maybe that was a little bit on me, but I just wanted to go there and really raise the standard of the club. I wasn't just down there to try and score some runs and take like take some money back home. I really wanted. I said the only reason I was taking that job was to go down and try and build that club. Um, and also, I'm uh, going to pull you up here, Hoggy. The reason I got that pros gig is because I took a sub pro gig down there and took seven for fifteen. Unreal! Get back in your box, Parker. As a, as a sub pro. The less said about your bowling, the better, son. So, uh, yeah, I'm down there. And... <laughs> Wait, I was just bowling straight and I was just missing it. I don't know what was happening. So you went down there at the end of our season for a for a couple of games, a couple of envelopes. Yeah, got a, pro, got a sub pro gig and, uh, yeah, bowled, bowled well, didn't score a run. And uh, bowled well and they kind of, I think they, that was, that was in 20... That was the end of the 2017 yeah. season. Uh, they tried to get me down in the 2018 season, but uh, it was just a wee bit late that they contacted me and all the stuff with Fergusley was set. So um, I think winning the league at Fergusley for the first time in 50 years and the the opportunity for me to try and develop myself as as a professional, um, I wasn't just going down there, like, kind of just down there as a paid player. I was I was the, the pro, and I think for me that was something that I'd, I'd always maybe dreamed of. Uh, so I wanted to go down and really help the club improve. So when we went down there, we got a full new net system. Like they spent loads on new nets. The tees improved. Um, just the cricket in general down there improved. So that's one thing that I was more than the runs and the performances on the field. I was really happy with how I left the club compared to where I found it. And unfortunately, we're obviously they're not going to be able to keep improving that. But it's um it's one thing that I was pretty happy with. Michael, why did um. Tell us a bit about Ribblesdale. I looked on the map, it's like kind of Clitheroe area. Like what league are they playing in? And uh, did you move did you move yourself down there? Yeah, so it's in Clitheroe, a uh, kinda of small little little nice town. Um they gave me a house down there. They had uh, they had two amateurs as well, uh, an Aussie and a Kiwi boy who are both brilliant. Uh, so they gave us a three bedroom house and I basically just moved in between uh, Paisley and Clitheroe. I had I had quite a lot of Scotland games and maybe some Warriors training sessions, a lot of regional games. So I was I covered some miles, but um to the kind of to the best that I could, uh, I tried to stay down there. I was trying to take training. Um, I was always down. Even even things like they didn't they didn't go down to the game to have a little hit before the game started. Wow. Like I was down there at ten o'clock every day, like every Saturday. We were down, and then by the end of the year, the full the full team were turning up at half nine for an hour net session before the game started. Um and I think like like I said, that's where stuff like that was maybe just the wee changes that I wanted to bring in. Um but we went to we went to Ireland uh on that against to play the last day games and they uh, they got Mohammed Ashrafil <laughs> in as sub pro for me. <laughs> who's played like who's played two hundred and ninety caps for Bangladesh. I was like, what's going on here? This guy scored like thousands of international runs. What was the standard like in comparison to the Western District Prime? So, for me, I think that the um, 
first of all, the wickets were the were the biggest difference. The wickets were terrible. They um, I think they they were a lot happier possibly, or it was more of a culture that they they paid maybe more players than they paid their ground staff. Um, for me, that was possibly that was a big change, and that was just their culture. That's just how how it was down there. There was a lot of paid players, um, and. I think because there was so many clubs in such yeah. a small space, there was there was some really really good players, some gun players. I mean, in our team we had Ryan Canning. I don't know if you know Ryan Canning played with the Cape Cobras for ages. He's got I, I don't know how many first class appearances, close to a hundred possibly. Um, so he was just pay, he was just playing um, with us, uh, and we had some good amateurs. But I think because the team the there was so many teams in such a small space. The talent or the clubs are sort of diluted, so you weren't really ever playing against a team of eleven. You know, we were playing against a yeah. team of four or five, um, and I think that was maybe one thing. I mean, the good players were were seriously good, but I think in terms of the standard, um, you were definitely going to get a team of eleven. I think yeah. up in Scotland. I noticed there was a chap, Alistair Needham, who scored a thousand runs in the league. Was he one of those amateurs? So that's yeah, he's he's the Aussie Andrew Needham. Yeah, he's a he was he was a proper player, like wicketkeeper as well. Uh, just like scruffy, scruffy lad, scruffy Aussie from Perth, and he just just ratted <laughs> it, man. Like didn't he'd he'd been there the year before as an amateur again, and. Uh, hadn't struggled, but had definitely spent a year adapting to the to the tracks. And the year I was down, we worked really hard with him, and we we kind of we bounced off each other. And he just he scored like three times as many runs the year after as he did as he did the year before, which was which was brilliant to see. A few uh, few tales nights out in Clitheroe or Blackburn or Darwin or um, Manchester get a big one out. Yeah, there was there was. Cl- uh, well, what we were actually we, there was a few, there was quite a few Liverpool fans in the uh, in the club. So I think we all went down to the club the night that uh, Liverpool beat Barca at Anfield four yeah. 0 which uh, which ended up as like a that was a disaster <laughs> that night. And uh, we'd planned to we'd planned we had a game on the Saturday of the Champions League final, but we'd plan we'd tried to get the game earlier. So the game started at half one down there, right? Um, so we we tried to get the game started earlier so that we could then all jump on a bus and get down to Liverpool for the final. But our game finished at like half seven. So <laughs> the time the game finishes, the football had basically already started. So we kind of tried to make the best of that night, particularly when Liverpool won. Um, but I mean, it's a small town. I didn't really get too far away from, from Clitheroe. A few of the boys went to Burnley quite a few times and Preston. Uh, but I never really ventured out that much uh, I tried to stay relatively professional <laughs> it sounds like a great a great move that like not a lot of boys do that sort of thing and I think they, they sh- like you're an example you've done it the right way and um, you've improved the club but it's a brave move that leaving a league winning team as well in Fergus League and obviously it's a club you've played for your whole yeah. life takes a set of balls to yeah. Jump ship and go down there to a league you've never played in, a club you've never played for. That's a yeah, great effort. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think it was yeah, it was it was definitely exciting for me. It was like it was definitely a, an opportunity that I never really thought I would get, um, and one that I realised I was lucky enough to get. So I didn't really want to let it let it slip up. And it, what there was there was nothing at Fergusley. I just felt like it was it was too good an opportunity Absolutely. to come down. Absolutely. Did you get any spray for being a Scot down there, Mike and loads? Oh loads. Especially with a second name like mine. Fucking millions man. <laughs> I thought you were about to say for your middle name. <laughs> Do you know what his middle name is, Liam? Go for that. I think his first name's Miller and his middle name's Michael, but I've changed it around <laughs> <laughs> Miller. My first name's Miller. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. My mum was gonna, my mum was gonna call me Arthur. Oh, imagine that. Dodge the bullet, yeah. You know, and Paisley, Arthur and Paisley that plays cricket. <laughs> Quality. What did they? What did they? What did they, the lads down there think of kind of Scots and Scots cricket? Were they? Was there any opinions, or did, did they? Were they surprised? It helped, it helped that we beat them the year before. 
so I think I definitely had that in my in my kind of my locker in case I needed it. But no, they they definitely said that they they wanted me for the kind of uh, the professionalism and the, the kind of yeah everything that I maybe had to offer, uh, all the experiences that I'd had that I could help improve the club. Um, but there was there was a few boys obviously that you played against that were maybe a little bit less than friendly, but that's that's just nothing that I've never experienced up here. <laughs> To be expected, mate. Kelburn yeah, exactly. are a fl- friendly bunch, are they not? Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> no, nah, okay, we, uh, we, like, I think the Kelburn Ferguson rivalries, um, I think it's maybe slightly more dated than me. I think I've, I've been really lucky that I've, I was in a Ferguson team that never really got beat by Kelburn. Um, and that's no disrespect to Kelburn. I mean, I'm sure, like, before me, Kelburn hammered Ferguson loads, but. Um, it was just a bit of we were on the way up and Kelburn were kind of on the way down um, and we just kind of we ended up crossing uh, the bigger rivalry for us at Ferguson was definitely Clydesdale um, I mean Kelburn's your geographical rivalry but Clydesdale was the one that we uh, we always had to beat Any uh, any wild games between Ferguson and Clydesdale or is any players go from Ferguson to Clydesdale because in the west go on Everyone jumps from fucking team to team, don't they? Con, yeah, Con, Con did it, uh, but that was obviously as a, a professional. Um, yeah. But Madge has done it as well, hasn't he? Not really. I mean, Sandy, Sandy Strang um, jumped from well Clydesdale ages ago, but then I think he came to Ferguson laterally. But you talk about the wild games. There was a yeah. I was one of the things that when you go back to talking about hundreds, one of the things that I was most proud of, and probably my whole cricketing career was. Scoring, I managed to score three hundred against Clydesdale in the one season. Um, so I got two in the league and one in the Scottish Cup. That we managed to win all three games, and for me, that was that was the year that we realised we would we would win the league because we'd we'd never really done that to Clydesdale before. We basically managed to to turn the tide, uh, and I was like, it's one of the proudest moments that I've got as a cricketer that I was probably instrumental in that. And they were. Gregor's me and Gregor opened in a the Scottish Cup game, uh, and it was a rain reduced to thirty two overs, and I remember him just like scooping and sweeping and paddling and reverse sweeping everything, all their seamers. He was just doing it. I looked up at the scoreboard, and after ten overs, we were on ninety, and he was on about sixty. And I was like seventy even, and I was I was miles behind him. Uh, and I was like, "Fuck! I'm gonna have to get my foot down here." So we, <laughs> I, we basically ended up. I basically ended up just standing there swinging, and we were, we both got up to like 95 at the same time, and it was basically just like a race to see if you get to 100 first. And then <laughs> you both get there. I think, get yeah, we both well? both got 100. Yeah, both got both really? got tons. I think I was. Really? I remember speaking to Shaky about that, and Shaky's a person that I've made. I had a lot of disagreements with when I was younger. Just I think because of what I mentioned earlier, I grew up with. No one I had to fight, and Shaky was one of these guys that didn't take a step down. Uh, I probably didn't show him the respect that he deserved, being like a, a kind of ex-Scotland player and stuff. But for me, that didn't really matter at the time. I was just like, Do you know what? If if you're going to come hard at me, I'm even if I'm 15, 16, 17, I'm going to come back hard at you. And uh, we, he 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 didn't back down, and then I didn't back down, and we definitely get into a few a few scuffles. But I remember speaking to him, and he said that it was. I was happy. He said that it was one of the best opening partnerships that he's ever seen in his life, which for me was like was pretty good praise from someone that I maybe thought didn't didn't maybe I, I didn't think that he was going to give me that praise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that for me that was definitely a, a really good moment for me and for Fergusley just beating Clydesdale and turning that tide. Definitely. Here, what like is uh, is Gregor Preston Jones? I know that's all we speak about on fucking Halfway Up Middle. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to rename this podcast, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, like... Hoggy, I don't... You, you, folk won't see this. Folk won't see this, but Hoggy's actually got a signed photo just behind his head. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Hoggy. Hoggy, do you want me to get you a signed photo of Gregor? And I'll, I'll send it to you. Here, do you know what would be even funnier? If we just phone him, get him on this now. Yeah, do you want, do you want me to phone him just now? <laughs> But we won't be able to get him on because Dencaster won't allow oh, yeah, it. Yeah, true. But, uh, oh, yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, is he a good player, is he? Yeah, I think me, me and Gregor complemented each other really well as an opening partnership. He, uh, 
I think we, we ran really well, which was the biggest thing. Uh, and as an opening partnership, we were, we were able to sneak 10, 15 runs in the first five, 10 overs, which which yeah. instead of being 30 for none, made us 45 for none. And from there, we just we had batsmen to come in later on. Uh, we both knew our roles pretty well. And we like I said, we've played junior cricket for 14 years together. So we, uh, we've managed to build a pretty good relationship with each other. And we got on really well. Yeah, it makes a massive bat. difference. He, he can definitely bat. I think he's he's someone that would probably never put himself forward for uh, for regional cricket. Um, as I think, if you were going to look at four day regional cricket coming in at any point, um, he would definitely be be in with a shout of of getting a gig. Very quite technical. Uh, just plays plays nice and simple, but has a lot of like has a lot of funky shots in his in his armory, which he just pulls out of nowhere sometimes. And I'm just like, how how have you done that? <laughs> it's a nice way to say you can't hit it off the fucking square. Well, basically, but he it was it was good because he always used to just do those paddle shots, and I just used to try and hit it straight. And uh, we kind of complimented each other quite well with that. I don't like the fielders do exactly where they stand. <laughs> I actually meant to bring that up when we were speaking about the Scotland stuff. Um, it was probably bad timing for you when the I Cup sort of got hit on the head because you would have been ideal for a for a four there. Against yeah. anyone in, in in associate cricket, you definitely would have got a shot for sure, especially with all the hundreds you've scored at eight level. Yeah, I think that's that's probably right. I always looked at myself as more of a red ball cricketer, um, and over the last four or five years, I think with all that eighteen cricket, I've almost had to change. Like I said, I was talking about changing the way I play. I probably do play red ball cricket, uh, to an, well, particularly early innings and club cricket, um, whereas in white ball cricket and one day cricket. At regional level, you can't you can't do that. There's there's no room for taking 10, 15 balls to get to get one. You need to go at that level. You need to be scoring from from ball two or three. So like it's it's something that that had just happened, and I've had to kind of try and readapt the way that I play. Um, it's not something that I look at and and particularly feel like sorry about or that I've been harshly done but I guess you're, you're possibly right uh, I maybe am quite set up to to play in that kind of longer format See the, you touched on the regional stuff there mate. see the regional stuff how would that compare with for example minor counties game where you've played do you think it's do you think it's better than that standard do you think yes we can do a, yeah I think um, yeah I mean I, like Monty Panis had obviously played in that which is which maybe changes my view a little bit but in terms of all-round team standard, uh, when you've got regional cricket with seven or eight Scotland players, four playing in each team, um, then I think regional cricket is is definitely a better standard. I, I, I won't lie and say that I think it, the whole thing could be could possibly be run better. Um, and I, I know I'm not probably the only one that, that thinks that. And um, I'm, I'm probably not going to sit here and give them all the answers. Uh, I can't really do that. I, I maybe don't know, but I think there's a lot of people that, that think it, it's one way that Scottish cricket can definitely improve. Uh, and I definitely hope it does because there's so much potential in it. There's so many good players going around the country just now. Um, and there's there's definitely something marketable there that they could use. I think it's just about them trying to find it and hopefully they do. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree with you there. Totally agree with that. So on to new canvas, didn't we? Obviously, COVID's yeah. got in the way of that. But um, how did that come about? So, yeah, I mean, I'm really good pals with like both Mac and the brothers. Um, and I think just for me, the very, basically they they want me there as as a coach. Um, so Era, I mean Era, a great club. They they probably shouldn't be where they are. They're, they're definitely a Premier Division club. Totally. The ground that they've got is brilliant. The clubhouse they've got is brilliant. They've got a good junior section. Uh, they've got some good players. Um, I think for me, again, quite similar to Ribblesdale, I think they've spoke to me and said, look, we want you to come in, take coaching, do it better, get us more organised, change a few little things here and there, um, and come in and turn us into like a, a Premier Division club, back to where they, back to where they belong. Um, and obviously, like you say, COVID got in the way of that, but it's I was really excited about the challenge and it's something that I was kind of, I'm a bit gutted that it's, it's not really going ahead now. Yeah. 
certainly me and me and Hogg have been down there a good few times to play them in the Scottish Cup, and it's yeah, it's a cracking place to play cricket. I'll nice place to play there. cricket. Yeah, really nice, really, especially on a good day, sunny day. Um, yeah, really crack, nice. Cracking day. It's funny. Yeah, it, it's exa- exactly the way, the same way that Forfarshire have kind of done it in terms of recruiting a player to kind of coach and and play in like Anzaliski yeah. and and Wally. Like that's that, that's not a. Yeah, I think it's been a successful model for, yeah, successful model for you boys, and I think clubs would be would be kind of silly if they didn't set up and go well. If it's worked for Forst, then it can work for us. Like, I don't even know. It takes a, it will take a lot of hard work, and I'm sure it's been hours and hours of groundwork at Forst to make it all happen. And I'm sure there's so many people behind the scenes that you would say thank you to. But it's um it's something that a lot of clubs um could definitely kind of. Can definitely think about how they improve, like from the kind of from the ground up. Yeah, I think Air obviously used to recruit your kind of marquee batsmen, your kind of Paps and yeah. Horn and stuff like that. And then maybe this is maybe that hasn't quite borne the fruit yeah, of it. Potentially, if they'd invested within like a homegrown Scots player coach, then they might have. Uh, yeah, and I mean Fergus did it well. Fergus have done it well with Riyadh. I mean, look at Riyadh came in and. Um, two years in, we've, we'd won the league. We've won, I don't know, we won five, three or four or five cups in the last three years or something. So, I think um, it's there's definitely something something there that that works. Um, and Air obviously just luckily kind of took a took a chance on me, and I'm not gonna maybe well, don't know, maybe not gonna yeah. get the chance this year, but we'll just Absolutely. have to see what happens. Absolutely. Okay, don't mate. We've uh. We set you a little uh, task to come up with a with a, a an eleven yeah. link to yeah. uh, cricket. The, the difference is we're looking to take this eleven to Ibiza for for yeah, a tour. This will be good. So, um, how did, firstly, how did you find on picking this team? Was there plenty of candidates? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a few candidates I could I could go with. Um, I've uh, I've kind of I'll. Like I think there's, it's definitely going to be a team that's going to win. Like uh, it is a one-off, really must-win game. Remember, who who's the game against? At IB Cricket mm-hmm. Club. It's against uh, it's against Clydesdale. Actually, no, it's against Fergus Lee. <laughs> 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 definitely uh, must nah, win. This team's, nah, this team's fine. That is all. Yeah, so I've got opening the batting, uh, me and Gregor. I think it's, it's tried, it's trusted. Uh, we've had we've had so many good nights out. Gregor Gregor loves his uh, he loves his like craft beers and stuff, which mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of. But um, he's a uh, he loves that. I mean, I remember I think it was a night we won. Probably better than fucking Budweiser for fuck's sake. <laughs> Twenty for thirteen pound. <laughs> and uh, true, I think true. I remember we won. I think we won the league or a cup one night, and Gregor was like passed out on one of the couches in the club and all the boys kind of got together with the takeout and we were all just sitting throwing pecora <laughs> in his open mouth trying to land it trying to land this pecora in his mouth and uh, I think that was that was one of the one of good nights that we had in, uh, at the club but me and Gregor I think would be would be pretty good um, I think your man that man that is a combination of a serious drinker and a serious player at number three uh, Budgie. Yes, don't budge. Budgie. Oh, I. Tell you what, that. Budgie, Budgie, what a player, and loves loves a, a jar or two. Yeah, we've had, we managed. Me and Budgie, obviously similar ages, managed to kind of come into the the 19s team at the same time. He came in just after the World Cup, uh, and we kind of hit it off straight away. Uh, we've had a few good nights out in Edinburgh and Lamanga, so he's definitely little story three. about um, Mr. Budge. So. <clears throat> I think yep. Scotland or Scotland Air. I'll, I'll not give away the date in case it gets anyone in trouble. But we're playing a we're playing a game at Four Hill, and uh, some of the players have been out on a night out. And uh, midway through this night out, message from a cousin, which isn't all that common. So she's messaged me saying, "Oh, oh I've just uh, had a couple of a couple of guys from cricket chatting me up. Um, don't know if you'll know them. If they know you and I. And uh, so, any guesses who the two of them were?" <laughs> Um, Wattie. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're number three. <laughs> yeah. So I think if those two are out, then there's every possibility I was at the bar getting them drinks. <laughs> well they while they were while they were chatting up to your cousin. Um so yeah, that's that definitely sounds like those two. Good lad. Yeah, good um, plus good I'll give him his due as well. He'd he'd do well for um tracting the female species in budge. Do well, do well in Ibifa. It's that like Tarzan look, he's nailed it, isn't he? Absolutely nailed it. Talk about conditioner and stuff like that. <laughs> uh no, he doesn't actually. He's he's, uh, he's he just lets it like lets it go, and then just ties it up whenever he wants. It's it's a good effort. Uh, it's, a, ah, it's a good barn. Uh, number four. Bet he doesn't get his bet he doesn't get his bird's mum to cut his hair for him. Mate, <laughs> 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 I I think I should get her to do yours. <laughs> Mate, my barn is quality, man. It's a fade. Mate, you look like Edge with wrestling. With <laughs> WWE. <laughs> yeah. you, you could not offend me anymore by referring to me as a fucking wrestler. <laughs> Give us your favourite. Uh, uh, at number four, uh, if he, I don't think he would listen, but if he is, congratulations, uh, I want to say, on having just having a baby boy. But uh, this guy is the most professional I've ever been with, I've ever seen, uh, Richie Barrington. Um, a man that a man that does enjoy enjoys his downtime. Um, but as as a cricketer, as as like the most professional I've ever seen. Been lucky enough that I've played quite a lot with him, been able to try and learn off of him. But like, he's just brilliant. I think he would like Ibiza as well. Yeah. I think he does well at the old brunches when they get a they get a little gig out in the UAE. He loves a brunch. Yeah, sort of like a Dubai brunch. Yeah. Best field um, you best field yeah, you played with, Michael? Yeah. Pero? Comfortably. Yeah. yeah. Same for you, though. Yeah. Ridiculous fielder. He just I remember Grievo tell you a time when he, he ran Grievo out at Fort Hill. I think it might have been the game we were talking about earlier. Um when Beryl was at cover and Grievo's just smoked one like 10 feet to Richie's right and just started running and then it was just dived one-handed picked it up and ran Grievo out by half the pitch like it was I've never even never seen anything like it in my life um aye so he's 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 slotting in at number four good selection I remember I remember Hoggy oh. saying that to me when I was kind of we first started chatting cricket about 10 years ago saying Richie Berlin was yeah. one of the best fielders in the world now kind of oh, laughed. Uh, yeah, I was kind of laughed. Yeah, and then always like, no, no, he's definitely one of the best fielders in the world. And he, yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. He's, he, he's just covers the ground so well. Aye, for like a stiff guy as well. <laughs> yeah, like, he like, yeah, he's, he, well, he's, I mean, he's built like he's, aye, he's a bit of a unit. It's not as if he's like all, all arms and legs. Nah, but that's that just comes from. From training hard, and Juddy's got a massive yeah. part to play in that because yeah, exactly. He, did, he used to he used to smash balls at Richie. Yeah. Obviously, I was I was saying, oh my, Hammy's a wee bit tight. I can't can take part uh, in the, in the field. Richie's drill. standing in and front of Richie's him. getting balls slapped at him, but oh yeah. no, he's a, he's an absolute freak in the field. Good good shout. There was a year in the CB40 or Friends Provident, one of the years, and he must have went like five or six games in a row, taking an absolute worldie at yeah. point. Like yeah. stupid catches that, yeah. Um, probably, it's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's but that just goes to show like how professional he is. He's just works when it's when it's time to work. He works so hard. Terrible on the drink though. Just well, I've got we uh, we another flymo. We went for a we went for like a an awards night at Grange, and uh, I think they just qualified for the for the World Cup in New Zealand. And we just qualified for, or maybe it was a T Twenty World Cup or something. And we just qualified for our World Cup, so we uh, we had like a kind of cricket Scotland reception, and I just went through. My mum and dad and Sam Scott drove us, like really not expecting anything, and uh, got through there. And Richie and like Preston Gouds uh, were all kind of there, and as soon as I got there, they were just like, "Right, we're going out tonight. Are you coming?" And I was like, "It's last school night." And, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, and the more I thought of it, I was like, 
yeah, do you know, like it's probably I don't know how many times I'm gonna get this opportunity again. So I was like, yeah, go for it. I'll just uh, I'll just go and um. So I ended up like going through with Sam Scott, my mum, my dad. They drove home <laughs> without me. Richie was like, it's fine. I've got I've got a room in like a Premier Inn in Edinburgh. So we ended up going out. Like Kenny Godsman came out with us. Oh, he put he put his credit wild. card behind the bar in Lulu's, mate. He put his card behind the bar Lulu's, <laughs> and me and Richie were going up buying like. Triple rubbing cokes and everything. <laughs> Kenny so Godsman can't—he can't go into a bar without putting his fucking uh, card behind what, the bar. What a guy, Kenny Godsman is, by the way. What a guy. Le- legend. See, yeah. um, just a quick one. See imp- impromptu nights out like that—the best ones. Always the ones that you don't expect it. Always the best. Yeah, I like woke up. Woke up, no phone charge. Like had to go out to Edinburgh to buy a charger to like let my mum and dad know that I was alive. <laughs> quality number five then who's at number five so number five is going to be the boy I've already mentioned uh, Andrew Needham from Ribblesdale like I reckon he scored a thousand runs last year but I also think he drank a thousand cans of dark fruit <laughs> like he, he genuinely he would he would sink he would sink ten a day it was brightening, man. Like just every single day, just sitting in the sitting in the living room playing playing Mario Kart. Crash <laughs> <laughs> Bandicoot, tanking dark fruits. What age is this boy? Uh, I think he's a year younger than me, so twenty four. So is he? Think he'll be eligible for a overseas amateur spot in Scotland? Yeah. Uh, well, I did ask him. Yeah, I did ask him, but he's uh, I think he's he's staying at Ribblesdale for another year. But oh, see, as a player, like I, I, I think he's brilliant. Like I, I would struggle to see anyone better that isn't a professional than him. So he's in for his uh, for both. Yeah, he's in ability and and as a player. Yep. So number six. Him and Christian Robertson. How did his place. accent go in uh, Clitheroe? <laughs> How's Robbo doing? Robo out uh, in Australia. I alright. We ended up we called him we called him well we called him Brad. Like called him Brad because it looked like Brad had him. He was twenty four and fully bald. So yeah. So he needed the he needed the accent by the sounds of it then. So he, he did alright. Yeah, so aye, he did. He did. Still <laughs> didn't do too well. <laughs> Liking this team so far, I think it's very good. I'm impressed. Got yeah. an Aussie in there, I love it. Okay. I love a beer. Yeah, I love it. love it. So, number six, I was thinking that we're going to need somebody to drive the bus. So, it's going to have to be Staffy, the man the man who's famously never had a drink in his life. Never taken a drink? Never taken a drink in his life. Without a choice. Swears, swears down. Yeah, out of choice. Just never taken a drink. So, uh, he's going to be on the Vimptos in, a, in Ocean Beach Club. What? Uh, he'll, be, he'll be sober to drive us out of the game. Love that. And he's he's a bloody good player as well. Yeah, good good pick. He was uh he was bumped out of that West team, wasn't he? For some reason, oh, for Neil. Yeah, Neil Smith, he was yeah. your keeper, wasn't he? Crossy, because well, like uh, well, well, when they brought Crossy back in, Staffy got kind of pushed to the side. Um, but whenever Crossy's not available, I think Staffy's yeah. Staffy's horse one in. Um, and it's been good for him that kind of experience. He's he's been one that's been brilliant, but he's never taken his cricket that seriously. I think just to get an opportunity to kind of play regional cricket, I think definitely was good for him. He, he kind of took a good few steps forward in his game and he was a big part in us being able to win the league and yeah, win, win some good sure. T20 Cups. But see, he, could, he played a lot of like youth international cricket and then just sort of fell away, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Aye. Yeah, I think he, he got a pretty good apprentice job and he, he was pretty good at he's good at working. Uh, and I think he just, he just kind of focused on that, which... Right, see if you can guess my number seven. He's a. Uh, I've heard that he's somebody that fancies your cousin. So <laughs> <laughs> he'd be in my eleven every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's just mental. Just absolutely mental. I've uh, I've been tweeting so much about Hart staying down that I'm surprised he's not messaged me. <laughs> Doing so much of it, hearts get relegated. Just hoping he bites. Is he not? He's not taking any bait whatsoever. Let's talk about none yet. But knowing him, he's probably unfollowed me. <laughs> right. Probably unfollowed me. Has <laughs> he? Right. 
Big St. Mirren fan though, Michael. We'll talk talk we can yeah, talk a little bit of football just now, mate. How uh, have you followed the buddies since day one? Has that always yeah, been your team? Since yeah, since since I was since as, as early as I can remember. My dad my my papa's like die hard to my fan, loves it, still goes and he's like eighty four or eighty three or something, so he still absolutely loves it. Um my dad took me and I think yeah, just uh, early memories were just like going to the old North Street and um just like you know, being young, being like my dad being like eight or nine and my dad just leaving me outside the pub and me standing there for 40 minutes while he's in there <laughs> having two fights. But then just coming back out and going, right, we've got the game, son. Do you, do you sit together, are you, your dad and your granddad? Well, no, we don't. My granddad sits in the, uh, he sits in the main stand just behind the dugouts and uh, I go down and sit in the, see like the, the bit where the drum is. Like W6, W7. So I get involved in all the nonsense. There must all be St Mirren fans yeah. at Fergus Lee, are they? No, no, big Rangers club, mate. <laughs> Tell you what. I'm, I'm in the minority. I think there's about, mate, there's about three of us. I, I feel you. Our bro's like a fucking Masonic Lodge as well. Oh, <laughs> oh no, mate. There's, I think there's there's maybe like two Celtic fans, three St Mirren fans, and the rest of them are all just all Rangers fans. Will you, will yeah. you st- do you still have a season ticket, mate? You still go... Regularly, no, nah, I don't just because just because of my the cricket. Like, uh, I try and go as much as possible. Uh, I started taking my girlfriend Hannah as well, and she's quite enjoyed quite enjoyed a few games. But um, I think just uh, I'll go I'll go like midweek games if I can, and like. But I think just with the cricket and everything that I try to do, it's it's just not as practical as I would like. I would end up missing ten games a season. Yeah. Pre match pint, where are you going? Uh, Bank House in Paisley. Big St. Martin pub. Sounds like a Weatherspoons or something. Well, like, uh... Nah, it's not a spoons, but it's it's probably it's probably quite similar, but it's uh it's just like they have uh, they have all their end of, like end of season parties and everything in there. Like I've been in there when all the players and the manager have been in there and everything just absolutely going off. Danny Lennon. Were Danny Lennon naked the... on the bar after the cup win. Uh, well, Jack Jack Ross was a uh, Jack Ross was in there and uh, they were all trying to like take his take his tie and his jacket off and that. <laughs> What about the uh, League Cup final? Back to that one. Were you at Hamden yeah, for the win? I was, I was at Hamden for that. That was a uh, that what a night out that was. Um, I remember I had I was in sixth year, so I, I had school the next day. But uh, outside Vienna's actually, I was going to say earlier, outside Vienna's at half three in the morning, I had Graham Carey on my shoulders. Remember <laughs> yes. Graham Carey? Yeah, he's got into like Plymouth now or something. Put a left foot he had on him, but he was he was on my shoulders. Paul McGowan was stoting about in front of me, looking for a bouncer. Or a corner. So you take your missus to the football. You so, take her to the cricket as well. Ah, uh, she comes actually. She's uh, she's she's quite quite enjoys it. She uh, I don't I, I think she's just saying that to be honest. I don't again. They enjoys it, but she. <laughs> I think uh, just coming like coming down to Fergus, like, we we generally got quite a big crowd there. So coming down, like if my mum and my dad were there, like there was always a decent crowd. Her mum and dad would come down a few proseccos. It's always Aye. it's quite a uh, quite a convivial atmosphere. Surprisingly, yeah, I've not played many Good. games at Fergus Lee, but I always noticed that. It's a shame that because it's one of those grounds yeah. that you really want to play at, have a few beers after. But yeah, I think I think definitely a national league is is one way to step step Scottish cricket forward and. I've definitely been an advocate for it for a while. Um, for sure. I think it just feels like it's... Well, this is... I think I heard uh, Madge talking about it on Shaky's podcast, but I think it's uh, it's maybe a wee time for them to just reassess and come at it again next year from, from maybe a different angle because I missed all of the National League cricket, or particularly the, the top-end cricket I played in it when we previously were in Div 2, but um, I think from what I've heard, that's when cricket was cricket was real like real tough there was 10 really good teams and I think you would get that you would get 5 good teams from the west and 5 good teams from the east that's for sure. yeah we definitely that, sure. the National League would be it would be the way I would want to play it but um, I think it was it was going it was going the other way wasn't it there was a few I spoke to Shaky about this the other day and the last two the last two years of the National League the bottom sides were predominantly teams from the west just, just for whatever reason yeah. it might it might have just been that couple of years where the teams were just happened to be yeah. weaker, but I think now certainly Fergus Lee, Clydesdale, West of Scotland, Oddingston, yeah, West of Scotland yeah. are not a bad side, especially yeah. when they've got Kleinfeld. I think, yeah, I think you would definitely get those four that would. That, I mean, even if they were kind of 
mid to, to lower table, I think it's it, it, it would still bring that element of of a east, bit more challenge. And, totally. Yeah, and it's it's good and it would give you a chance like to to play against like you boys and like yeah. play I, I mean I've only played like the only chance we would get to play against each other at fourths for clubs would be a Scottish Cup game. Yeah. And that's the chance of that happening is really thin and that's a shame. There's there's grounds that, that I've I mean I've never played at Carrollton. Um, lucky, lucky I've only you. ever played at Watts Orange once, and that was like a Scotland under 12 game. So, not missing much, yeah, uh, mate. I, know, I, I do remember, uh, it being, I remember it being absolutely freezing in the middle of July. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to your Ibiza 11, mate. Who have we got at uh, eight? I think we're on to number. Yeah, okay. So, in at number eight, eight was a boy I think is quite underrated, uh, Scott McElney. Yes. I think he's uh, one that. One that I've uh, I've seen play, I've seen play quite a lot. Like really talented, kind of all round cricketer. Fields well, can bat. I think bats better than he thinks he can, and he's definitely a really talented bowler. Um, he would love Ibiza, absolutely love it, hand down. He'd be all over that yeah, sort of stuff. He just be, you just have to wind him up and just let him loose in Ibiza, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, he's, he's watch, yeah, watch the chaos. Had a couple of good games with him, and he's he's someone with a bit of dig as well. It's good. You see, he's got a bit dig in him. Yeah, yeah. The, Made uh, the West yeah. Well, there's, I think, uh, yeah, a few a few of my bowlers, the guy coming in next definitely has a bit of dig. See if anything kicked off in Beach Club, he'd be there. He'd be flying over people. Uh, Jamie Carruthers. <laughs> Big JC. Is he, is he a scrapper, like, is he? Uh, well, I just, just, I think he's just like, he's, he just, he just, he knows how to defend himself. <laughs> is this, I take, hopefully his punches are a bit quicker than his bowling. Well, yeah, well, if, if we go, he'd need to take, need to take a few factor fifties, man. He is, he would burn an like beefer. I like it. I like it. Ah, uh, he's. Uh, I've I've watched Jamie Bowl for for ten years, and he's he's brilliant, man. Just see the way he can he sets up a batsman. Just like like you say, you know, he's he's got no pace. Everyone knows that, but it's it's how you deal with him that's that's the more challenging thing. And he's. I've seen him get so many, so many good players out, just like just not knowing how to play them, not having a, not having an idea. I, I stand, I stand and watch him bowling, and I'm like, I'm glad on his, I'm glad I'm on his side because <laughs> oh, I think I would, I would genuinely just run at him. Are you down? Try and plant him straight, and if I, if I nicked it, hope that I nicked it hard enough. Like I think that would be the only way oh. I could try and play him. Yeah, totally. He must have taken a few wickets in his time, eh? Oh, mate. Millions. Yeah. See, see, like, see when, he, see when he was kind of younger, just breaking through, 18, 19, 20. Like, he was obviously he had a little bit more pace, but he used to get like every week in the National League, he would be getting the pro out. Yeah. He would get the pro every single week. I remember that. I think he's a couple of years older than me, or maybe a year older than me. Yeah. But he was always yeah, in the, he was always in the West team. And yeah. uh, and he used to, yeah, he used to bowl 10 overs for fuck all every week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I think uh, I've only played against Ferguson a couple of times, but yeah, I think he, I think he's got me out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He's the type of bowler. So the reason why this is called halfway up middle, Mike, is uh, obviously me and Liam a bit older, grumpier, standing at mid on, mid off, and uh, obviously I've probably got out for fuck all in the first innings, and then I've got to stand at mid on, mid off, and watch all the young lads at force try and swing it around corners, try to bowl bouncers, try uh, to bowl score Robert. balls, yeah. and me and him are standing at mid on, mid off, like. You're bowling at fucking some idiot number five for Kostorfin or something. Just, just bowl Aye. halfway up middle and you will you'll get him. It's only a matter of time. Aye. And uh, boys like Jamie Carruthers, he's like a perfect example. He just runs in Aye, just... on a string. Aye. It's on the stumps. I wonder how many wickets he's Aye. got bowled LBW in his time. Yeah, load particularly see to left handles, like just back through the gate. Aye. Like just bowls just bowls straight, swings it back through the gate and just traps them all the time and he, he's got like that in swinger that he th- tries to throw in that goes like miles um, and then he just he kind of tries to use that as a setup, and then but he's, he's stock delivery he's good enough that he, he, he just stick to that and he's decent on the drink is he? yeah 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 he likes it as a uh, yeah likes likes a drink he was one of the ones that was uh, was feeding me the cans of coke under the table from an early age <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh, and then just to at ten to round off the uh, 
they're kind of me, Budgie and Watty trio. I'm going to stick Chike Gosain in. Nice. Get him Just in there. Uh, that man, that man, that man loves a, loves a drink. <laughs> Absolutely loves it. Budgie and Watty. Budgie, Watty and Chike, obviously, they're all in Edinburgh, so they go out obviously a lot more. But if I'm ever through and there's an opportunity, then um, we try and make it. Kind of, we try and all go, but those three are out, like... <laughs> something else, man. What do you like on the toss then, Chiki? Uh, oh, like so loud, like <laughs> just so loud, just gets pure hyper, like gets so hyper, just doesn't stop. He looks like the type who would like ask for a fresh orange and fresh orange and vodka. Oh, it loves you know cocktails, I mean? like loves his yeah, loves his loves his like fancy, <laughs> fancy like definitely a pink gin man. <laughs> what about his barnet now? By the way, I've not seen it. Well, I, I think I saw it maybe. I did. Just before McGee, like, but is it, McGee. is it? Yeah, all right. You need to uh, Greg Cameron oh, hairband. Strong. I'll let you message him. <laughs> I'll let you message him. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say he's a good player as well, cheeky. Yeah, mate, very good. He was he was definitely instrumental in our 19s team being like being as effective as it was. We opened with Gav yeah. and cheeky, uh, Gav Main, who was born quick at that age as well, uh, and cheeky from the other end. And I remember like. Gav would finish first over and then run to deep square and then he would have 45 seconds <laughs> and Cheeky's over would be finished and Gav's like, oh, for fuck's sake, then it'd ball again. He'd get through his overs so quickly. Nah, good pick, but I think 10 might be a bit a bit high for him. Proper legs, is he not? Yeah, well, the guy at 11 is, uh, the, guy at 11 is the, uh, the Ribblesdale captain, uh, Jordan Brickliffe. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw any of the stats when we were down there. But we uh we bowled a, a team called Cherry Tree out for I think it was thirty. <laughs> uh and I think he took eight for sure. eight for sixteen or something. And uh, <laughs> and four of them were four over for us. Jeez, oh. Um but he was yeah, he, he really tidy bowler, particularly on those decks down there, like really tidy. Um, and absolutely loves just like sitting at the the Ribblesdale club, just like necking pints. And he's old man as well. And he gave his old man a shout out. What a guy he is. He's still playing. Like runs in, bowls Jamie Carruthers, but ten times slower, and just gets guys out for fun. Like he took a hundred, took a hundred league wickets, like in a in a season, like four or five years ago. You think a hundred wickets? Hope he gives him a proper send off. Oh, as well. I loves it. Just points to the pavilion and just shouts. Ooh. So, what does uh, what does Junior Brickcliffe bowl then? Heavy ball. Uh, he just bowls. Yeah, he bowls. So Junior Brickcliffe's the one yeah. that's got in the team. So he just bowls like kind of uh, runs in similar to me. Um, bowls really well, you know. Underarms. <laughs> I bowls backwards, mate. Uh, nah, he. Uh, He's he's good. Just runs in, kind of hits the seam, gets it moving about on on those decks. But me and him, yeah, I got I got really close to him when we were down there last year. Me, him, and Brad that we've got in at five, we all kind of we worked really well together. So that's a good team. But I'm uh, I've stuck your uh, your mate in at twelve, even though he's crock toggy. I don't know if you know who he is. You've mentioned him a few times. My mate, nah. Yeah, he always talks about you. Always says you're a nice guy. Who is it like? Greggy Cameron. Greg Cameron. <laughs> Quality, man. He's, he's covered as the he's covered as the twelfth man, the moral support. He's, uh, he did his he did his knee the the day, the day we won the league actually yeah. in Greenock, and uh, he's been out he's been out ever since. He's that was a horrible injury, oh, but uh, he would uh, he wouldn't mind a, a wee trip to Ibiza, watch the boys play some cricket. Loves his cricket, man. Sits in work and just mm-hmm. like just has like any sort of test cricket that's on um, the commentary. Just loves it. He is the West version of Liam Sweeney. Loves his cricket, loves his like indie music, love yeah. loves yeah, yeah, one exactly. side of the old firm. <laughs> 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 nah, here, what a bowler by the way, Greggy Cameron was. He probably still is, but I'm not. I take it that's the opposite side from Cabby. <laughs> that's the oh, yeah, Liam. Liam's opposite side. Good lads, good lads only. Yeah. But, but uh, no, Greggy, he was a. Sorry, ignore my t-shirt. Then it's not. Uh... <laughs> he was a serious bowler. I remember growing up in. And him uh, playing like 15s, 17s, maybe a bit of 19s as well. And um, yeah, you never wanted to. Yeah. You never wanted to face him. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Is he still a good bowler? Is he still obviously he's had that bad injury, but was it a proper bad one, Mike? Was he like stretched off and stuff? 
Yeah, yeah, we had to stretch him off. He, uh, I can't remember exactly what he did. I think he did. He's, he was in. He was just in his delivery stride, and just as he landed on his left knee to release the ball, just buckled. Um, it was. It wasn't like he didn't. He automatically said like, "I can't move," Aye. but he wasn't like in in loads of pain. Um, but the, we kind of stretched him off, and I think he kind of the adrenaline wore off a little bit. But uh, yeah, he's. I think he's had a good few operations uh, on it. Uh, I don't think. I think I might be wrong. He said that he's Aye. he chances to playing again. I don't know if he wants to. Um, on it. But that's that's like a big miss for Ferguson. What a guy he is. What a baller. We played. We played Grange in a semi final of the Scottish Cup. We ever won the league at Grange, and uh, he bowled ten overs. Two for twenty, uh, in the middle overs against Grange, he nicked off Flanagan, nicked off Flanners. I think he, oh no, he nicked the top of Flanners off stump, nicked off Nick Farrar, and then bowled nine overs at Budgie and Preston, and yeah. they just couldn't get him off the square. Um, and yeah, that was like he was, he was brilliant. He says he's played against Joe Root twice. Or three times, and all three times Jorrit's at hundred. Aye, I, I remember one of them would have been at Grange. Brilliant. I wasn't playing, but I remember the boys talking about that. Aye, uh, he said, like he said, Evo was trying to bounce him, and he just kept pulling <laughs> him like over the wall. And then Cali was running in, and dibbly doubles at the other end, and he couldn't touch him. That's another similarity, then, Liam, because you've got chocolate knees as well. Aye, exactly. Yeah, me and Greg Cameron, me brothers. Yeah, I, I feel your pain, mate. I feel your pain. You might be brothers. Yeah, we should, we should. Mine's was crucial twice playing football. Could have been could have been pro, mate. Could have been pro. <laughs> oh, have you done yeah. it twice? Ah, I was close. Aye, aye. If only. <laughs> Are you like a uh, hoggy? That sounds like hoggy. Can he fucking start that, mate? Tell you what, he was quick back in his day, mate. <laughs> Tell you what, a delivery for me halfway up your middle, that'd, that'd be all. Off your, off your pop, son. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. Halfway up. Perfect. You're the type. You're the type of batter, Mikey. I would just say, get mid on, get mid off, get them out. Two gullies. Get in your head. <laughs> get a short leg in. Get a boy under the leg. Get a boy under the leg. Quality, mate. Mate, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been very easy. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks. That's Ooh. a crack inside to take to take to Ibiza. Yeah, hope, hopefully that's a hopefully that, that side goes and gets the win. But I think like they would. I was, I was just assuming that you two would be there as well. I mean, that's why I didn't put you in. But I was assuming that you would come, Me- in, come as like... Media man. Media man. Big time supporters. <laughs> kit man. Kit man and media man. But not taking Paisley's favourite son, Paolo Nettini. Is he not getting a gig? Oh, he could actually. Yeah, he, uh, he's trying to run me down about five times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, I mean, you just see him driving about Paisley. Like, just going about 70 mile an hour. What motor is he in? Uh, he's got like a souped up, well, I've seen him in a souped up like mini, like all blacked out mini. It's like a mini Cooper S or something that's rapid. Uh, Fucking hairdresser. He's got a massive house as well. Just keep your missus away from me. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> it's a small place, Paisley. <laughs> right, magic. Cool. Nah, it's been good, Mike. Thanks very much for uh, for letting us have a chat. No worries. Hope it's, uh, hope he's and all... hopefully, uh, Probably won't be this year, but get down the air, have a few beers after a game or something. Yeah, definitely. I'll, uh, I'll make you my guest of honour. Yes, mate. We'll get in the, we'll get in the Michael English suite. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have my own clubhouse for that. <laughs>